Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. Always want to know what is Big Boy Sky? What is he thinking when these come in? And we send him Pass so much. He's like, all right, here we go. Mer-. And you know his like real voice doesn't sound anything like that. Like I've heard this like guy. Gilbert I've heard this guy do imaging. He doesn't sound like that. This he is a fake sounds voice. Like that, yes. He, no, fake voice, completely fake. Everything starts with, all right, for the fan in Cleveland. And I love when, you know, our our boss, Andy, sends him notes like, this one, whimsical. This one, mean-spirited. And yet this guy, he only has one. It's the same inflection. He only has one tone. That's all he has. And yet, I guarantee this dude makes half a million a year. He should. I'm serious. Do you think that's all he makes? You're right. You know what? You're right. I'm an idiot. He makes way more. And so if this gets sent to him, he's just sitting there rolling in cash going, I just, you you guys just started working from home. Oh, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've never had to leave home. Has a closet studio. In Florida. He probably has one in Florida. He probably has one in Hollywood. Yep. And one in Connecticut because rich people always have something in Connecticut. They did like a PM magazine thing on uh, voiceover actors and it was really cool. On on like the voiceover, the big voice guys and... Uh, there was the one guy who, there, there was a, in the world, and then there was the uh, the Disney guy, Disney's thirty third animated classic. That that I want, I wish. I Gilardi. Well, Gilardi, yeah. Well, well, that was the voice of or ABC was Gilardi, Ernie Anderson, whose son uh, made Boogie Nights. Paul Thomas. Yes, Anderson. yes. Or as they call him in Hollywood, PTA. <laughs> Is that what they? I call swear him? to God, that's what they. They call do him. call him. P.T. Anderson, I've heard that a ton. He on just podcasts. did. Yeah. He just did the licorice movie. Yes, licorice, licorice, licorice pizza. pizza. And the yeah. two girls I saw on Sunday two morning. You guys know what? Oh, What's that? No. What? Never mind. What? No. You don't have to hit the button. <laughs> I don't know why I was. Looking no, at I didn't hit the button. No. Uh, the the one girl in that movie. The one woman, she is a musician. Her and her sister, these Jewish musicians from California. And, yeah, they didn't know she could act. So, for whatever reason, oh, Paul Thomas yeah, Anderson found – and I watched it on CBS Sunday Morning, which yeah. I always tell you guys, stop watching the politics shows on Sunday morning. Uh, I mean, if you want to get informed, I've fine. I feel years. like there's other places to get informed. 
But those shows are actually most of the Sunday politics shows aren't as bad as the cable news nightly scream in your face about one party's wrong, one party's right. But that show in particular, Jane Pauley hosts it. I, we're not going to do it. I've already done this break before. But just do yourself a favor. If you've never watched it, just relax with your significant other and enjoy it because it is a feel-good show. But they did a story on her, and she was in Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, movie. I like, I like CBS Sunday Morning. I've told you that. I've watched it. And Steve years. Hartman's uh, pieces. We should just die. We should just watch his pieces and talk about them on the air on Monday, instead of football Mondays. Oh, you guys got to talk about the football game. I don't know. That's kind of played out. Everybody else does that. Let's let's talk about Steve Hartman's pieces. Why don't you kiss my ass and do what you're supposed to do? That's, that's from now on. Monday, Monday, seven twenty. Hartman's handbag. We're doing. <laughs> Can we get him on? Yeah. Double A, get him on. Summer's coming. Deshaun Watson can't stave off his decision forever. Boy, it sounds like if you just go and see, this is what I think. I really do think he's trying to get San Francisco to go. Like, come on. I think Tom Brady was trying to get San Francisco. That that makes the most plausible sense on why this was so clunky with him that he was trying all along to make. And it makes sense. It makes perfect sense as he grew up there, grew up rooting for them. Why wouldn't he want to play there? And he's guess, Tom freaking Brady. You should way, be able to call your shots. I guess during the, I swear to God, I guess during this offseason, he went, his dad, I guess, his parents still live in the house that they had when they, when he was a of kid. Of course Tom they Brady. do. And yeah. he slept. Of course they do. He slept in the room. Oh, come that on. That he slept That's in. That's disgusting. Like the same bed. I'm like, how, first off, you're that 45. Your parents still have that same bed in there. And I'm sorry. All right, I can go back and think about. Unless you're a museum and people are visiting the house to see where you live. That's all I can think Ray about Finkel's is the ridiculous things at age 15 at when I was learning about myself and what I was capable of. The gross yeah. things I was doing in my bed. I can't go back into that room. There's no way. I would love a Carmen childhood tour. It wouldn't. My, guys, well, the my, shame bush would be my, the final the oh, final yeah. piece. Okay. The final Carmen exhibit. Home tour. You would go. The house is. 900 some odd square feet it's not a big home you would go into the side door you would go into the kitchen where ken carmen's mother rolled her cigarettes this is also the scene where ken accidentally called his mother fat and his dad punched him out for the first time and only time ever now it was only in the shoulder he never actually got me in the face or the chest or anything like that and it's because i called his wife fat and it was a trick by the way my mom said i was getting a little hefty and i said you're fat and it just popped out and that was it um, we had many family dinners there. That was also the kitchen where I learned that Dale Earnhardt had died. And possibly, if we could, we would have on display the police scanner that I actually heard it on the first time, uh, hearing a phone conversation while I was mm. eating dinner. And yes, the dinner was steak and spaghetti and a side salad. I remember I heard it, and my mom wanted me to finish my dinner. And <laughs> sloppy I or not? <laughs> uh, the steak was not sloppy, okay. no. No, I was not a piece of bleep. It was not a nice steak. No, no, at the time. Uh, then you would go to your uh, – well, you could go to the basement. The basement is unfinished, and there's a lot of mementos from the day. There's also – should be a PC down there in what my parents called the library. Uh, you had a library? Uh, it's a 900-square-foot home, Anthony. Well, it doesn't include the basement. And uh, my mom had many books, but it were, there were also uh, a lot of board games. Daniel uh, Steele? They have – yes, Daniel Steele. They weren't like yeah. world works of art books. Let's go over the games. I want to know oh, the games right now. Okay, I'll help you. Jarts, Plinko. Mm. Okay. You have uh, Plinko? Uh, around the World in Bed. 
was one of those wait, games wait. that were in there. I don't that remember that. That was the first time I knew I was curious about things because I opened up that go, what's around the world in bed? And I saw this illustration of this this man, and he was only in his underwear. It was an illustration, cartoon. And a woman, and she was only in her underlings. Seems perverse. Her unmentionables. Yeah. And there is a, there is a, I can't believe I'm saying this because I know my dad can't listen to the podcast. There is a, there's a cardboard, you know, board for it, for the game. And it has a bunch of different sexual positions. And it's like, you know, like the, the, a game for the Kuma Sutra. You know, the woman on mud fla- on the mud flaps. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Mud flap. yeah. It, it was like, it was like that. It was silhouetted like that. And it was like different. So like American was missionary. Uh, wow. You know, Canada was doggy style. I don't know. And what was Belarus? Trick question. Had, Wasn't Belarus then? The whole point oh. of the game was, or was it? You had these guns, and you shot the arrow at the at the board and wherever it stuck. That's the sexual position that you mm-hmm. were to perform on each other. And now that and I how say old that, were you? oh, I had to be six, seven when I found that board game. Uh, we had, oh god, you said Plinko. Uh, did they steal that from LeBron? Gil James? Hodges baseball. We had Gil Hodges baseball. Sorry, I'm sorry. So the Plinko board. Did you have to climb up? Well, I said Plinko. I don't know if it was Plinko. It was like these things. There was these marbles mm-hmm. and this cylinder. It wasn't Plinko. It was Kerplunk. Mar- Kerp- oh, thank you. yes. Thank you very much. I had much. Kerplunk. Had battle sh- uh, battleship. battleship yep. Shoots and ladders, which I played with my son. I made my son cry this weekend, last weekend. And what I tell uh, you? Shoots and ladders with him. What? The epitome of working somebody into a shoot oh, or ladder. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. I, uh. I laughed right in his face. Yeah, laughed right in his face, and the matter he got, the more I laughed. And well, I do have a I, okay. So I want to stop you right there, because I think this is some dangerous territory. Just me remembering my youth, the way my mom and sister would make fun of me by beating me in anything, whether it was a board game, whether it was just war, okay, whether it was what was the golf game for Nintendo? It was just called golf. Golf. Mario Golf. No, it was just called Golf. Golf. When I would get beat. I guess the Saints had another meeting with Deshaun Watson, by oh, the way. Oh, good for them. So that would do it, right? We'll All right see. So, so Maybe they were telling him no thanks. When I would get emasculated, brutalized in that game, it left me some psychological trauma. I mean, I'm being dead serious. I could not take losing. I would throw stuff. It would ruin my year. And a lot of that... A lot of that transferred over to actual golf. When I when I would duff a shot, when I would just start out really poorly, really? a lot of that stuck with me in a bad way. That wasn't good competitive. That was bad competitive. Ooh, all these guys I, I see, all that uh, just affected me that I way. But I will not let him beat me. Right, right. On on purpose, I will not lose to him on purpose. I won't do it. My yeah. dad did it for me. Same, same My dad thing. did it for me, and I thought it made me softer. So this I'm sorry, this I won't is do it. this is really interesting because obviously you never know how the way that you decide to go about parenting is going to stick with a child but I'm just telling you how it stuck with me is I would rage and we would joke about you know rage quitting different games but that stuck with me way longer than it should have and it would be my sister I love this laughing at me in my she's nine years older laughing in my face about losing and then laughing as I'm crying throwing stuff and then they get mad at me and boy, you can tell right now this is like coming back. This is this is, it, so, this is something here. I don't know what about that. <laughs> this is strong stuff. I don't know why that would matter. I'm six years old. Who cares, right? But no, yeah. as a kid, that's the only thing that matters is getting good at that stuff. And when I'm watching sports, whether it's the NCAA tournament or the NBA, 
They'll talk about the competitive spirit, how the father would drag that out. For whatever reason, it didn't make me a better person. It made me uh, a horrible person. Yeah, do you remember? And I'd start cheating. I would cheat. I would do whatever it took to try to Axel, win. Axel has taken to cheating on Mario Kart when I get up yep. to take a leak because I, I drink Bush Light while I'm playing Mario yeah. Kart. And when I get up to take a leak, he'll start the game, and I will bitch him out. I will bitch him out no matter what. I go, this is. I hope you're proud of yourself. I hope you're <laughs> proud of yourself. And I will say, I will say surly things to him about cheating and make him on the verge. I, of, Boy, I'm a really bad father now that we're talking about this. Go ahead. I have two two things. So one was so Wyatt, who's the middle boy, he got electronic talking battleship a couple of years ago for Christmas, Whoa. which was amazing, right? Catfish. So it was great for the kids to play with each other. Well, then one day during Christmas break, I play with him and I beat him two or three times, and he's ready to quit. And so in my head, I'm like, I'm going to give him this one. I'm just going to go A1, A2, A3, all the way down. He's got to beat me that way, right? It's going to take longer, mm-hmm. but he's got to beat me. No, he set up his board, so I still beat him. But, so, it it's hard to let them win, mm-hmm. but it's even harder to try to set it up to let them win. And then when they fail, you both feel bad about that. But the other one is my oldest boy, who, he's the wrestler. He's He is very sports competitive. He joined the chess club at school as like an after school activity. Yeah. And I don't play a ton of chess, but I understand it. I've and never the first played. he played I'm, so I'm not time. great at it, right? He got to where he's was really good yeah. at it. And the first time he beat me and he knew he legitimately beat me because he could see like I'm in scramble mode and I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to beat him. It was a big day for him. So I think I don't think you I don't think you should throw it for him. I that's what I'm thinking here. I do not, my dad, I mean this sincerely. I was an only child. My dad would let me win. And I don't think I'm ever, I don't think I was any better for it. Now, when it came to like losing games and stuff like that. So, okay. I can't believe I'm remembering this. When I was in, when I was uh, in kindergarten, our T-ball team won every game we played. We were undefeated. We won the championship. We went the entire next season. This, this is, by the way, this is why I say, it's hard to re- it's the hardest thing to repeat because you can't put the confetti oh, back in the one. cannon. Yeah, we were already thinking about free agency. A seven seven year old T ball. <laughs> Dried a letter. We're playing against Navarre. We lose the game. I'm the last out. Ugh. And I wanted to cuss everybody out. My dad was the coach. He's coaching third base. I'm gonna start crying just because of the memories. I remember I was the last out. I I look up and I like I see my dad's face, and I get so mad. And he like, he always knows where the um, pressure points are and he got me right at the neck <laughs> i love that and he got me right at the neck and he goes you need to accept this do not make an ass of yourself or of me or your mother you need to accept this and then we went on to the bench um his bad times now i sound like i'm choking up i'm not i'm just thinking um but he would do but he would let me win against him and i i think it i think he i think it made me think Listen, my dad's a great dad, but I do think it made me think like things were going to be easier than what they were. Like when I was an eighth, like I was like football, I was a good football player. And then all the kids got a little older and their balls dropped and mine didn't at first. And they were better than me. And it carried over into high school. And there's just things that, again, it's not my dad's fault. I was a pant load, but at the same time, he pushed me. And he was he was pretty rigid with me on certain things, but that I was for whatever reason, 
it w- it didn't matter to beat my dad. It did not matter. It should matter. You just said it. It should really matter. I don't want to set him up where all of a sudden I'm taking it easy. I mean, I want to know that he beat me in whatever we do, and he wants to know. I think he wants to know he beat me in whatever we do, whether it's basketball, mm-hmm. whether it's golf, whatever it might be. He needs to know it was legitimate. And then I will go, and I will go off into the woods, and you'll never see me again, and Axel will take over as the man of the house. This is my dream. I want to know, a very touching, Kenny. I want to know. You don't need to say what, that. I thought Owen's story was better. No, no, but what? I did, too. Mind I games, know, chess, chess. Is, by the way, I don't know how to play physical chess. Physical stuff is well, whatever. You beat no. your father at a mind game like that, well, I think that's that a bigger was the one that. When we started talking about he wants to be this great athlete, and when we started talking about doing, I go, man, you got to start playing these things that make you think because athletics is not about just being the fastest one. Sure. You know, depending on what yes. sport you're playing, and it's going to make you. It, by the way, it's going to happen naturally anyway. No offense, Owen. You're 39 years old. You have a horrible back. Oh, yeah. He's he's going to beat you here. Uh, he already beat you, I'm sure. But he's going to beat can, you eventually. Yeah, beat you up, like well, just actually be able to take you down. Well, I'll tell that we're story two, one day. We're two years away from that. Oh, you you really think so? Yeah. Two years? Yeah. Physically being able to get you? Yeah. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Oh, okay. How could he not? He's going to be able to all put him my in a boys, All my boys are way more of a badass than I ever was at that age. And they're they're so good at it that they yeah. they know it and they don't Are you the type it. of guy, though, that wouldn't have any bravado about that? Like you would actually be touched by the fact that they could beat you up. That'd be, that'd be like cool for you. Uh, you... Yeah, it's kind of a passing of the torch type right. of thing. Aaron, That's what Aaron Wilson, 10 minutes ago, sources mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson meets with Saints for second time, including mm-hmm. owner Gail Benson for the first time. Decision expected to ultimately come down to Saints versus Falcons. Aaron Wilson. See ya, Browns. Uh, Writes better than he speaks. Somebody definitely sent me around the world. Oh, boy. I know. He says, um, America was definitely not missionary. What was American? I don't think we can say that on the air. American was the tombstone. I can say that on the air. The old Alora Jensen, if you will. Mm. Here, you want to see that? Uh, I saw it. I did see it. So I want to know from you guys, because let's say you saw some potential. How about the Irish today, eh? Oh, boy. Say you saw some potential in one of your kids to really go to the next level in something. How do you pace that? How do you make sure there's some guardrails there? Go directly to and balance that sorry. And balance that against the fact that somebody could be great. And maybe there needs to be no guardrails if that individual, that child has a chance to really pursue greatness. And I'm thinking, I read that, I've read three you different... about your daughter here? Well, I read three different Tiger Woods books. I've seen. Uh, oh, I, I know the story of the, the the Williams sisters. Right. What is going too far? Because if Tiger Woods' father would not have gone that far, then it's not Tiger Woods as we know him today. Correct. However, Tiger Woods also probably ruined his life because of but his father. Every Tiger Woods, how many did not make it? Right. Uh, it's everybody. And it's I mean, who's yeah. the quarterback from USC? From Mar- the- Marinovich. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you balance that? There is no book on this. There is no well, idiot's guide to the, this. The only so, thing I think go, – go ahead. You well, talk, talk. You know, my oldest girl is a soccer player, and she's pretty good. Uh, she's a goalie. She plays on a club team where she actually plays on, like, three different teams for this club. And she's pretty good. And uh, last year, we went to Minnesota for her for a national championship. They, got, they were runners-up. She went out as a freshman, went out for the high school team didn't make the team mm-hmm. oh, on a boy. team that was 
they were they lost to Walsh Jesuit in the in the Elite Eight or whatever. They were they made it pretty far, but it was that was the point of where I'm like, well, if this is something you really want to do, we're gonna have to dedicate some time and some energy and no more goofing off after school. Like, well, I'll pay for you to go to do these training sessions. It with becomes these a other. job. Yeah. But it, but it's also one of those things where we talk about she applied for a summer job this year and she got it. And now I'm going, well, is this going to cut into all the other stuff? And there are times where I have to pull myself back and go, I want her to still be a kid too and enjoy these years as a teenager. You never get them back. Right, because I think about how awesome my teenage years were. And a lot of people, it's not that way. My but... father was, you bring that up, I'm sorry. My father yeah. was disappointed when he, my father actually was not thrilled when I first got a paper out of all things. He was, he didn't want me to do it. He didn't, he didn't say anything. He didn't want me to do it. And I, I remember I was so excited and I told him and I go, why? And he goes, you'll never not work again. <laughs> it was, I, I'll, I was 11 years old. I've never forgot it. He looks at me, looks down at me, he goes, you'll never not work again. And I've worked at a job. I've had some sort of income since I was 11 years old. That's a sobering I, thing. I think it's good. It's one of those things we've talked about. She's getting her temp soon. Yeah. Like, she's got to pay for her own insurance. She's got to pay for her own gas. That's part of the deal. We'll help with the car. She might be getting the tailgater. Who knows? But. I can't. Do we just want to do this now? That's fine. Owen. I'm Team Owen on this. I, listen, you're my buddy. He's he's a good guy too, but I'm, I'm gonna stand on your side here. Do we want to? Nah, let's not do this now. Let's wait. Let's That's let up the, to you guys. No, because you know what? Well, I already told you he's what. He's gone I... for the day, and he's never gonna hear this anyway. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. We had. A, do, we, do we say his name? No. We had another guy. Lima and I. Our show is very much our show. Um. Lima does not like intruders coming into the studios. Now, when we, before the pandemic, it was salespeople came in all the time. Mm -hmm. Production people came in all the time. Didn't think twice about it. It was whatever. Uh, ever since then, though, you know, it's been very, our room is our room. Andy Roth is a lot in our room. Keith Britton is a lot in our room. Maybe a cookie pie for a few they, moments. We, yeah. If um, he has a cookie pie. And and actually, our boss, our big boss, Tom Herschel, is actually territorial about it. I remember yeah. the one person, um, there was a person who came in who, like, wanted to complain who was, like, in the building. And Tom was like, that is not your place to go into. You do not talk to them while they are doing their show. You do not do that. And the man, he stood down. And so it's kind of been that way. And so anytime that door opens, we stare at that door. <laughs> all of us. Like, excuse me, you are not to be in here at this time. Not that we're unwelcoming to guests. We'd just like to know you're coming. And uh, another host at another station opened the door. And I have to glance up. And I'm just behind my computer. I'm the furthest one away from the door, by the way. And... Uh, can Owen explain it, or should we explain? Because Owen you should explain it. Yeah, because you're the one in there. And I, I was kind of caught off guard by it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I looked up, and he said, "Hey, you're it, like." I looked up, and he said, "Hey, how you doing?" And I just, you know, whatever. And I'm like looking down at my papers. I could tell he did not want to talk to me. And uh, he goes, uh, "That tailgating you were doing." And at first, I swear to because your brain, your brain always works faster in real time. I thought he was talking to me. Yeah. I thought he was talking to Anthony, too. I mm. thought he was talking about a tailgate read of oh. something like <laughs> us doing our tailgate. Turns out he's talking to Owen about tailgating here. The tailgate you did on East 9th, 
Yeah, that was me in front of you. Why don't you uh, slow it down? Take her easy on the way. No, like, he, he said, was... I was worried for my That's for my life. Said. That's what he said. And then said, just uh, his way of diffusing at the end was, just, uh, you know, drive safe out there. All right. He shut the door. And why I, don't why don't we be safe? Oh, and, why don't we be safe? And yeah. I I let it, it like the words I could hear the words, and then I just went in my head. I went, oh bleep! Oh, and I bet is real pissed. Well, you know and, I love confrontation. Oh yeah, and Lima goes. You hear Lima go. Well, that was pretty awkward to have at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> and I just looked like I'm like I'm gonna let this sit. And so every now and then, as time went on, I started needling Owen. And the first time I did it, I go, I was trying to, uh, Owen was saying something going, I've been sitting here trying to make a tailgating joke and I can't make one to you. So I want to know how you feel about this. No, I just, uh, well, first, A, I thought he was talking to Anthony because of the time. Because yes. he waited until after Anthony was th- in there. It was there. weird. He sat in there and thought for the best way to do it. His show had already started. He's already on air. He's already done his first hit. That's true. So then he comes over and does that. Well, I didn't know if he was talking about the part where I got cut off getting onto the inner belt bridge. If that was him, good, you deserve to be tailgated. Or the part where when we're on the off ramp from the inner belt bridge where it's 35 miles an hour because it's a circle, we were doing 15 miles an mm-hmm. hour when it's not 28 degrees outside, it's 46 or right. 48. So there's no icy conditions that you have to be hazarded for. If that was the case, once again, you deserved it. Hmm. If we were on East 9th, I wasn't tailgating you. Hmm. But I did notice when I came in, I always go down Huron and see if there's a spot on the street. There wasn't. So I did a turnaround and I go in on the other side of the garage now. Well, that person stopped and got out of the car. <laughs> and I didn't know why originally. But that was the that was the reason for it, I would guess. Was for the confrontation to I happen there. I can't believe that. Oh, he wanted to do it there. Oh, yeah. I still think. But still, yeah, I, I don't get why you're doing it in front of people. So if we want to. Thank you. Thank we you. We want to hash Thank it out. You. you told me that I should pull him off to the side and say something. No. no. You know what? I actually think uh, this was the best possible way how you handled it. Because if you, first of all, if you square off right there. And I know that you were thinking about it. Because I would have thought about it, too. If it is a showcase showdown right there, and he's been doing radio. I mean, he has he has stories with some of the greats right. in Cleveland. That is something you guys will not, and I repeat, will not be able to recover from. Right. And so now that that is going to be a do-si-do Monday through Friday, every morning, forever. It's going to be a glare. It's going to be an awkwardness of making sure you don't share the same lobby while maybe somebody's heating up some coffee or some food. You're not recovering from that in terms of a relationship. And then I will even go further just because this is more experienced, Anthony. This is 40-year-old Anthony knowing how this has worked at other workplaces. And I'm a family man. I'm settling down even though I have the free pass today. Say hi if you see me down there. We're all family men now. This is great. It's going to be different. But I do think I do have some wisdom to impart here. Yeah. Is that... I've made the mistake of what you might have been thinking about doing, and there is no going back because of ego, because of machismo. Well, that was turf war. It just would never have recovered, and it would have been distracting from here on out. Might have gone away, dissipated two years from now. But by that point, 
there's too much scar tissue developed. I do love that I, I know you I well as, enough you're conf- confrontational with me, by the way. Thank you. Go do, ahead. Do I – now, the one thought in my head for – I didn't say a thing. I didn't say sorry. I didn't say thank you. I just kind of sat there. I said – I might have said, okay. But in my head, I'm like, well, you know, he is a host. I'm a producer. Should I – should that be in my head? You're a man. Uh, oh well, that's there. Well, there is a pecking order. That's part order of the reason the that I didn't say sorry. There is a pecking order in the company. I'm a host, and every you're company. A Would you accept that? Yeah, me? it's different between me and you, though. That's fair. You're yeah, gonna lose buddies. that. Listen, you're gonna lose that battle. If you would have gone to management, even right. that would have been a bad move because now you're the guy that goes to management and goes over the head. You, right. Like, there's no good way to handle it because no. if you handle it with him, that again, like I just laid out, is going to be problematic. If you go over him. Or if you tell other people or a podcast, that's bad because it's going to get back to them. I'm very strong on pecking order, and I do believe that a boss should be – I'm sorry, you made me think of other things. There was another issue that we had a couple weeks ago, and somebody's like, well, why don't you say something? I go, it I'm not the person's boss. That's your job, <laughs> not me. Uh, real quick, as an aside, what? can I tell you now? And it worked. It worked? Yep. This place is spick and span. Can I tell you what I've done in the wake of that? Hmm. I've talked to him a few times. Just hey, what do you got going on this weekend? Is it tight? Uh, I, I'm getting him out of it. So I know I feel some guilt. I've had because, a couple conversations as well. So even though he was in the wrong and needed to clean this, you know what place up? I feel guilt that I know it got back to him. That hey, hey, you need to clean up after yourself. And when somebody tells me how to act, my first inclination is maybe maybe they're correct. It's not that. It's not maybe I'm in the wrong. It's who told them, who tattled on me, who ratted me out. And so now because of that, I have now started to walk over and talk to him as a human because I wasn't doing that before. And he does work with us. This I is had, a different yeah. person, by the way. I had complaints. Well, I work at a couple different jobs with this person, so oh, I have made sure. <laughs> well, I like the person. The person has a good heart. The person makes me laugh. I think the person is coming from the right place. However, you can't do that. Right. And my whole thing is, if I tell a superior, it's much better than me getting pissed off about it, saying things that are not appropriate for an office, and having me ending up in a meeting with somebody. Yes. Which has happened before. It's Not, not here, because I learned a very harsh lesson one time by a former boss who dressed me down for that exact thing. That exact thing. Because I, I went over the line. I was over the line. I, I, was, I, I got pissed. I was demeaning about it, and it was not right. It was not the right thing to do. And my boss made me feel about that big when he did it. And it's just like, I got to tell you, I gotta, I'm not their boss. I'm not their boss. We are coworkers here. This is how this works. And I can't, I can't do that. I, I'm learning as I get older how to diffuse situations where in the past I would have napalmed the situations and made them progressively worse. And I, I didn't even realize, like, in the first five years of the station, the damage that I did and the things that were holding me back at the station were not just on air. Of course, on air I was a joke but and, and not respected by anybody. But it was the behind-the-scenes stuff that I, I really think that I came in with an ego that I had not earned. Yeah. I saw that gif you oh. just said. I'm pissing my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll show you after. It's a totally unrelated thing, and it's something we can't actually talk about on this show. 
Um, <laughs> uh, are we ready to move on from that conversation? Yeah. yeah the show's almost over. I want to start drinking. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. You got to go out and. This is your last one. Hey, I'm serious about this. Be careful. This is it. Be careful. Yeah, this don't, is it. Don't do anything stupid. I, I do want to tell you for the podcast, so for all posterity, I want you to enjoy this moment because uh, this is one of your last. This is one of your last. Don't I, think about it like that. that. But, but it is. It is. And he but needs to enjoy it. You can't enjoy it if that's all you're thinking about. No, it's no. You, you enjoy it extra. You enjoy it extra. You can have know. good times. There's always next year. Don't treat children. Guys start treating children as a prison sentence when they talk to you about that. It's not. It's it's not. But things are going to ch- Your whole world will change. Everything will change. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to guilt you into your future, but it's going to change. So enjoy it today. That's it. It's And and it's, uh, it's all coming full circle because we played the clip. Owen, you played the clip at the end yeah. of the show. I decreed on St. Patrick's Day in 2017. 2018. 18. 2018, yep. that it would be my last year single, and then I went on another two years being single. That's that it would right. be my last St. Patrick's Day single. And now, I'm no longer single, and it's St. Patrick's Day. You did it's it. Awesome. It's wow. Awesome. Being an adult sucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.